Mel Pancakes here, and joining me tonight on The Stack, I have the West Coast Best Kept Secret, that's my moniker, um, Anton Voorhees, uh, a staple in Hood Slam, often tagging with Dark Sheik as the caution, um, also featured in the Underground Wrestling Alliance as part of the agenda, um, and you can find Anton all over the West Coast and, and other places too. Uh, so please welcome Anton Voorhees. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for agreeing to hang out with me. I was so excited. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I enjoy your matches like so much. I'm so excited that you want to talk with me. <laughs> Thank you. I I enjoy my matches a lot too. That's kind of my main goal is to enjoy them. So that's that's a number one. Fantastic. Well, I guess we're on the same page there then. Yes. Um, I know that you had like a really good match last night with uh, Sandra Moon. That wasn't streamed anywhere, so I couldn't watch it. But I saw like a bunch of clips on Twitter, and I, I would, I hope that is released somewhere at some point so that I yeah, can yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was recorded. Um, we just our normal um, guy behind the curtain that does all of our live streaming setup and stuff like that. He just couldn't be there that night. But you know, we filmed everything, so hopefully that will get put up pretty soon. But yeah, that was a that was a lot of fun. Uh, me and Sandra had a really good match which i've been trying to like figure out how to word this but i haven't figured it out yet so bear with me um i don't normally try to wrestle good matches <laughs> i try i try to wrestle fun matches i try to make sure that at like the end of the day whether the match goes perfectly or it doesn't at least i know like i'll have had a good time and the crowd will have had a good time and last night i was like let's let's fucking wrestle let's do that thing and uh yeah we uh i think we went out there and killed it she and i so it was nice it was different it was something a little bit different paced for me and i enjoyed it nice well i like every time i see your matches you always pull out something like super athletic that i like don't see often or haven't seen before so i'm very much looking forward to it i really enjoy sandra moon um, I've seen her a couple times, and I hope that it is released somewhere very soon so we can all watch it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm assuming that'll get put on YouTube fairly shortly. I have no I have no idea. I have no time frame, but I would imagine that that's going to be the first place it gets released is going to be YouTube, and then maybe it'll get released on Twitch too. And I don't know, maybe we'll we'll have a watch along party or something. I don't know. I I haven't heard anything yet, but. That, those are my educated guesses. Fantastic. Well, moving right along, going back in time a little bit or a lot, depending on how you want to look at it. All right. What was a young Anton like? Like, what were you like as a child? Oh, God, who knows? Like, how, how young are we talking? Like, as a baby? As a little, small, little human being? As a three-month, six-day-old <laughs> infant um, no yeah like, it was like when you were like you know in your formative years your preteen, teenagers sure um i was definitely a wrestling fan um i've been a wrestling fan since like i can remember memories uh i didn't understand how to watch wrestling because wrestling that i knew about was wcw and that came on at like 6.05 Eastern time. And I was young enough to not know what that meant. So I didn't know, I didn't understand how to watch wrestling. Cause I would try to turn on the TV at 6.05 and be like, this isn't wrestling. 
Um, and I didn't grasp like to ask, like, what does this mean? Didn't ask my parents. I was just like, oh, I, don't know, I don't know. Like it just stumble upon wrestling once in a while. And uh, yeah, always liked wrestling. Um, was starting to get into theater at that time. Um, and I don't know, was uh, always one of the people that wasn't like, I wasn't a popular kid, but I wasn't like a, an outcast kid. I was like, just the guy in class that would like make people laugh and then people would forget about immediately. You know, like I was a skateboarder guy from clueless. You're like, yeah, he's a character. What's his name? I don't remember, but like he was in that movie. That was me. I'm that guy. That is fair. I really, um, not popular, not unpopular, just kind of there. Wasn't. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't bullied or anything, but I wasn't like invited to good parties either. Like, <laughs> sure, sure, yeah, that's that's about where I was. <laughs> so, what were some of the best things you learned while training for wrestling, and what made you pursue wrestling? Um, going from like a fan to like I need to do this. Sure. Um, so yeah, I never really thought. Like the idea of being a wrestler never crossed my mind because I was watching WCW. And then when I got into high school, that's when wrestling like really blew up um, with like DX and the NWO and stuff like that. Like that was my high school where it went from like having to kind of like find wrestling fans to everybody watched wrestling. Like that was a, cra it's a crazy time in life where so many people were watching professional wrestling and like... I, you know, I'm not over six, two or anything like that. So I, no part of me was like, I can be a wrestler. And then I found ECW and I saw like, you know, just incredible and spike Dudley and was like, Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I could be a wrestler. Like, I think I could actually do this. Like, cause I knew that I was physically capable of it. I didn't know how much wrestling hurt or didn't hurt or anything like that, but you know, I, I understood that I could physically be capable of doing the things that I was seeing on TV. And yeah, it was because of ECW where I was like, yeah, I can, I think I could do this. And then out of high school, um, I did some backyard wrestling because backyard wrestling was also very popular at the time. Like it was all over the news and stuff. Um, and so I did a lot of that. And then a buddy of mine found a school and he was like, hey, it's a school. It's close. It's like one town away. Let's do it just to say that we did it. And so we signed up and it came pretty naturally to me. Um, there was parts that like I had no comprehension of ahead of time. Like even though I'd watched wrestling my whole life, like I never grasped that you always work the left arm and the left leg. I was like, well, how did I never notice that it's always that? Um but like the actual physicality of wrestling came very naturally to me. Like the first time I had to take a bump, my trainer was just like, all right, uh, you're going to fall on your back and throw your legs up in the air and try to land high on your shoulders. And I did it. And he was like, yep, yeah, like that. And I was like, cool. <laughs> and then like, it just, a lot of it came pretty easy. There was stuff that was hard. There were things that I had to really wrap my head around, but a lot of it came pretty quickly and, um, which is very fortunate because I hate things that I'm bad at. So I would have been really sad <laughs> if I wasn't good at wrestling. And luckily, like, yeah, it just, um, you know, it came 
it came across very quickly in comparison to the other students. I guess I should like clarify a comparison to the other students. Like, I'm not going to say that, like, I was fucking amazing immediately. I was not, I was not good yet, but it came easier than it did for other people. And from your training, what is something that you take with you to matches you do today? Um, so within the first couple of months of training, um, I was working on, uh, shooting star presses, just running shooting star presses. Cause I'm, I'm kind of athletic and gymnastic. Um, and my trainer was like, Hey, could you do that off an Irish whip? And I was like, yeah, but why? And he's like, I don't know. Maybe you'll kick him. And I was like, okay. And I tried it. And then I've been doing that move in every match ever since. So that's, that's how my boomerang kick got invented. My trainer was just like, can you do that off an Irish whip? And I did it and kicked him in his face. And he was like, yeah, do that forever. And I was like, you got it. Hellfire. Let's go. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, who has had the most influence on you both in and out of wrestling? Oh, and that can be two different people. Sure. Golly. Um, um, I'm going to probably say in terms of like inside of wrestling, it's dark chic. Um, very, very early in my career, I met chic. Um, and I think that at the time at my training, um, I was, you know, a buck 50 maybe. And everyone that I worked with was like big. My trainer was big. My co-trainers were big. Uh, the people I was working with were all big. And I think that she kind of saw that and was like, someone's got to teach this guy how to be small. <laughs> and yeah, she kind of like, you know, took me under her wing not like, in like a big, like all encompassing kind of way, but just like anytime I would see her, she seemed to, you know, pay me some attention of just like, Hey, why don't you try doing this? Like, Hey, do you think you could do this? And just always kind of pitching things for me to try and do. And then she started coming around to training a little more often. And yeah, it's just, it's been like a, not, not a competitive thing, but just like a very much, both of us were kind of like trying to raise our game around each other of just like, you know, Sheik would see me do something be like, Oh, you could do that. Can I do that? <laughs> and then just like, you know, kind of kept raising the bar, probably more on my end than, than on her end, because she was already a pretty established, um, still kind of relatively early in her career. She's been wrestling longer than me, obviously, but like she wasn't like, you know, a, a seasoned veteran at the time either. So, um, you know, I got I had someone that I could like kind of raise my own bar to meet expectations of. And she never stopped getting better. So that was very, very helpful for my <laughs> the formation of me. Um, and then I don't know, I'd say outside of the ring, someone that I really um, feel like they've been a very positive influence on my life is AJ Kirsch, Broseph Joe Brody. Um, I don't remember how we became friends. I feel like just one day we were friends. Um, and like, he's just, I don't know, you, you meet him and you get to know him. And there's a part of you that's like, you shouldn't be as nice as you are. Like, Cause this, this is a dude that just like decides to do something and then just does it. And you're kind of like, fuck you, man. Like, like he hit me up and was like, Hey, the rock is having a promo contest and I think you should be in it. And I was like, that's dumb. I don't want to do that. Like, I feel like either I'm going to get kind of far and then like fail, or 
I won't get picked up at all. Like if it's the rock, there's going to be a million people in it. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm going to do it. And then he won it. And it's like, okay, fuck you. Like what, what an asshole. Um, and that, you know, is, is the case for a lot of things that he's done. It's just like, he decides to do something and he does it. And you'd feel like that would give him some kind of ego, but he's just very down to earth and very kind and very warm and generous. And like, yeah, everything about him just makes me be like, this is a good dude. Like I I wish I was a better dude. Like, so it's, you know, that gives me something to strive for as part of like, you know, as far as being a, a human being goes. One of those people that everything just comes easy and everything's good. And it's just like, if you weren't so nice, I would really fucking hate you. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking asshole. I do hate him. Stupid jerk. <laughs> so what would you say has been your greatest achievement in wrestling? so far and that can be anything if it's titles or if it's like a specific series of matches or some you know story that you've told or whatever whatever greatest achievement means to you um ooh, there's so many directions to go with that uh so the direction i will pick is hood slam have you seen hood slam you're familiar yes. with, with the concept oh, yeah. um yes. so hood slam is wacky zaniness right it's just it's just crazy um, so I think that my greatest achievement was we were doing a storyline where uh, the caution was a thing. Me, uh, the dark sheik, which was like a robot, had like a robot face and the talent e enhancement. We were a team and everybody was like dark sheik is a robot. Cause you look at dark sheik and it was, <laughs> it was a robot. Um, but you know, because robot dark Sheik told Ian and I that she wasn't a robot. We were like, Oh, okay. Well, then you're not a robot. And so months go by of us just being like, she's not a robot. Like she wears a knee pad. Why would a robot need a knee pad? Um, so eventually it is revealed shocker. Oh my God. It's a robot this whole time. And just that I got to play that not for laughs that I got to be like, this would make me really sad if I found out my best friend was a robot this whole time. And so I got to play it like that. And a bunch of people that came to hood slam to like, have a good time at this stupid show, seeing a story about a robot person <laughs> being revealed to be a robot. And then see like just having an audience, see me so sad and being like, Oh, that poor guy, <laughs> like getting them to feel actual emotions for a r obvious robot being turning out to be a robot. I think that was a, a really good accomplishment to have people be like, I was like, I almost cried. Like that was really sad. And I was like, right. Fucking that was sad. My best Acting. friend was a robot. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. So yeah, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that was a great, <laughs> the greatest achievement of my career. That's awesome. On the flip side of that, what has been the greatest obstacle that you've overcome in wrestling? Um, when I first started, I had an idea of what I wanted to be. And I think it's because I did theater for so long. I really thought I needed a, like, a very different character because that's, I don't know, as an actor, you kind of like want something that's not just like you. You want like... Like to be a good actor, you got to embody something else. And so that was kind of my goal was to portray this character that wasn't me. And I was fighting my natural instincts to be funny because I didn't want 
to be a joke because I was already small. So I didn't want to just be like the little guy that ran his mouth because I felt like there was plenty of other people that did it and just fought against funny for so long and just (laughs) refused to accept like that's where I fit in wrestling, like being funny. Like I can still wrestle my butt off if I wanted to, but like I can also not hide the fact that like I'm pretty quick witted and clever in the moment. So I might as well just run my own commentary while I do my matches. So I think that was my biggest obstacle. And once I kind of realized like that I can just go out there and have a good time that me entertaining myself is going to be entertaining for other people. Like that's kind of when like a new switch went off and I kind of re fell in love with wrestling. Yeah. I think that you're very entertaining and very funny um you're you showed me a promo one time and I was like in I think it was like a promo or some sort of vignette I was dying laughing yay good (laughs) and I was like (laughs) oh like this is so funny (laughs) like I get like anybody can like train not anybody but can train to be a wrestler but having like a natural like comedic talent and wit about you is something that not everybody can do and i'm glad that you've embraced that part of your yeah and it's hard because you know i'm i'm now a trainer i now train people to be wrestlers at stoner u in oakland california if anyone's interested in local come check us out um and it's me and the stoner brothers and the stoner brothers are also very funny um they have a different comedic style than i have which just makes it seem even funnier to me because I'm like, I wouldn't have thought to say that stupid thing you just said. Um, But like the disservice that we're, that we kind of have is a lot of our students are now like, oh, so we need to be funny. And it's like, no, no, please don't try to be funny. Let funny either naturally come out of you or just accept that like, not everyone needs to be funny. Like if everyone's funny, then wrestling is very bland. Like we need serious wrestlers. We need, deathmatch wrestlers we need powerhouse wrestlers we need all these different things um so that the funny can be funny because if everything's funny then nothing's funny you always need like a like a you know like you're goofy and like you're your straight man that plays it like this nothing is funny for sure yeah no i totally agree <laughs> 10 10 agree with you i think that pushing people to be funny when they're not funny is is not funny in a really really bad way yeah yes um and like there's some there's some like there's a line there where it's like you know you can be getting beat up and say like a funny thing if like a audience member says something and as you're like selling up you say you have a good retort that's fine but some people just like are constantly trying to be funny, like even as they're getting beat up and you're like, well, now that's just not believable, which I know is a weird thing because funny is funny and it's not realistic if you're making jokes as you're getting beat up anyway. But I don't know, there's a line in there somewhere, which I think a lot of people have a hard time distinguishing of like when it's time to stop being funny. Um, So yeah, being funny can be hard. You know, it's not easy. (laughs) Well, you you know tell that line very well so you're welcome if you had an action figure of yourself and it was one of the (laughs) speaking action figures oh god what would you want it to say and what accessories would it come with 
Oh, geez. Um, what, what would it say? I don't know. If, if I could just make it say uh, just a bunch of stuff that doesn't go together, I think that would be wonderful. Just like each thing is just a non sequitur of just like nothing to do with anything. I think that would be the way to go, but I don't know, probably something butt stuff related. I think that'd be the right, the right answer. Um, and then accessories, I've had so much stuff. I have all of my Zelda stuff that could be used, you know, treasure chests, which I'm starting to think about bringing back into my repertoire, pulling treasure chests out from under the ring and pulling items out of it. Um, Cause I miss doing that. That was always fun, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe the, the, the face mask and uh um, yeah, I, I just wore this brand new entrance gear last night that, uh, the very talented Liga Rivera saved. It was made by someone else. And then I got it and I was like, I hate this. And he was like, I'll fix that for you. And I was like, thank God. Um, so yeah, you know, just, just my funky interdimensional entrance gear, I think would be the accessory. That would be perfect. <laughs> What is the wrestling word that you use most outside of wrestling? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, probably gimmick. Like, if you forget a word, like, that's going to be your replacement word, um, which is confusing to people that don't wrestle when you're just like, oh, can you hand me the gimmick over there? (laughs) Like, those words don't go together. Um, so yeah, I think gimmick is definitely the one that pops into my head the most. Um, it's interesting cause I kind of separated my, my vocabularies for so long that now when I hear wrestlers just like use wrestling slang and terms, just like as they describe other stuff, it's kind of like <laughs> weird. I could have been doing this this whole time. I could have had a secret language just in general. So um, yeah, but yeah, I think gimmick is definitely the the one thing that comes out of my face more often than any other wrestling term. That's the one I hear most when I answer when I ask the question. So yeah. checks out. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so I know that you you're a wrestler. You travel. All wrestlers travel. Nature of the game. Mm-hmm. What do you like to listen to when you travel? Oh, so I'm I'm a weirdo apparently. Um, <laughs> Like I, I love music. Obviously, I I I love to sing. I like um, I like music. But like I don't I don't really ever think about listening to music like while I'm doing other things. Like when I'm working out, I'm not listening to music. When I'm traveling, I'm not listening to music. I'm I might be playing a video game with my headset on. So I guess uh, video game music technically. Um, but yeah, usually when I'm traveling, I'm either playing the switch or I'm reading a book. Um, so not a lot of not a lot of music listening to while I travel. Hmm. Do you listen to music? I mean, I okay, that's a dumb question. Say, do you listen to music in general? Of course, nope, never, have. <laughs> nope, never <laughs> once, never heard of music. What's what's this? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was just. Uh, cleaning the house and had music on while I did that. I was listening to um, Chris Cornell. If you're familiar with Chris Cornell, um, it was, I was listening to his like weird experimental album that he like did with Timbaland. Um, that was like this weird kind of dance album. And you're like the guy from Soundgarden's doing a dance album. Um, but you know, I like anything that that man ever did. So I, I was playing that while I was 
uh, cleaning the kitchen earlier. Yeah, that was the exact when you said that I didn't know about Chris Cornell's dance album face and that was exactly what I was like the guy from Soundgarden is doing a dance album okay yeah. Uh, okay yeah. it was it was a weird choice and then he immediately went like all right let's let's go do something else let's reform Soundgarden instead but yeah no it's it's a decent listen um the thing I don't like about it I was just talking to Marco Mayor about this um because apparently the new Beyonce album like you have to kind of listen from beginning to end because each song kind of transitions into the next song. So if you do like, I'm just going to play track three, you're kind of like, whoa, this is the, the end of track two and into track three. And that was how this album was too. So you kind of are forced to listen to it from beginning to end. Because if there's a song you like and you want to play it, you're going to have this jarring like, ah, that's not the song I want. Oh, wait, wait. Now it's the song I want. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, do you listen to any like podcasts at all? Um, not, not wrestling related, just in general. Oh, in general. Um, I mean, I do. Yeah. Not wrestling related. No, I guess I don't. Um, but I, or, I have, or wrestling related. I just don't want uh, you to be, feel like it has to be wrestling related. Yeah. Um, I, I love listening to, uh, the Shane and Harry uh, wrestling podcast, which is uh, Hip Hop Harry and Shane Patterson, formerly known as Ian Hansmith, my former tag team partner, uh, where they're watching and reviewing old shows and kind of like comparing two shows. So they'll be like, all right, here's two shows from 1998 in the Tokyo Dome or something like that. And they just like watch both and they kind of compare it. And then they get off on tangents that just go off the rails and it's it is amazing and hip-hop Perry is very bad at like not breaking and like so it's just like half the podcast is that guy just like cracking up and just laughing his ass off which is very fun to listen to so uh yeah definitely recommend that um but yeah I don't think I listen to too much that's not wrestling related I've been listening to a bit of like the the McFoley um Foley's pod podcast um that's been kind of enjoyable but if you've read his books you're kind of like yeah i remember this story um and i've read his books so uh it's nice to hear um kind of like a new outlook on stories that i've read because a lot of times he's like yeah so i said this in the book but that's not what actually happened and you're like oh you um but yeah not too many podcasts are on my every day to day playlist right on um now along with traveling i am a snackosaurus rex i love snacks i love to know about what snacks you're into so what are your go-to like snacks for either when you're on the road and traveling or just whenever i just want to know what i want to know what snacks you like sure um so my my diet is mostly very boring um unfortunately (laughs) Um, but my snacks usually are going to be like a protein bar of some kind. Um, I, I had got this like blueberry muffin protein bars, which were really good, a little sweeter than I wanted them to be. Cause I don't, I didn't want it to be like candy and it is pretty, pretty sweet. Um, but usually like my go-to when I'm at home, if I'm just like, all right, I don't want to eat food food yet. Or if I've already eaten my food food and I'm like, still hungry 
um, then I'm usually just gonna, I buy like the, the sharpest cheddar cheese that I can. And then I just have a couple slices that way. I'm just like, you take a bite and you're like kind of overpowered with flavor and you're like, Oh, that feels like a lot more than the small amount that I actually just ate because it's so such a blast to your taste buds. So that's usually my go-to snack. And I'm sorry if that's a little boring. What, you know, I'm not going to judge your snack preferences. Thank you. It's very individual. I wouldn't want somebody to judge my snack preferences. So sure, sure. as long as I'm just open-minded when it comes to snacks. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> um in wrestling what is your favorite move to take and what is your favorite move to give hmm my favorite move to take probably some kind of like ddt or pile driver i really like spiking uh ddts i know how to keep myself safe and make it look really gross um i also like spiking moves that you don't necessarily have to do that to um like you know if someone if i'm wrestling ashton star and he's gonna give me a a a scissor kick like i'm i'm taking it like a ddt i'm driving my neck into the ground um because i just i don't know i enjoy i enjoy making people's stuff look as devastating as possible i really want my opponent to look like they're murdering me as much as i can um my favorite move to give um right now i've started working on this um i've been telling people it's like an inverted trouble in paradise um and everyone's like i don't know (laughs) that doesn't help me um so it's kind of like a jumping spinning super kick but i feel like when people hear spinning super kick they think like black mass and it's not that either so it's kind of a mixture (laughs) between like a black mass and an inverted trouble in paradise kick. Um, And I've been really enjoying it because it also looks really gross. And I'd like to think that I'm not murdering people when I do it, but no no complaints so far, but yeah, I've, I've been enjoying that because it's, it's simple. Um, I can kind of do it at any moment in a match and, you know, it just stops the momentum of the match instantaneously with like either a big pop, if I'm being a good guy or, a big like hey fuck you i was enjoying whatever that person was doing until you kicked their teeth into their face i mean people can't complain if they're dead so exactly exactly smart it's surely gonna have that follow through <laughs> yeah. do you have any pre-match rituals um i don't think so um I'll find, like, as you probably have noticed this entire interview as I rock back and forth, I can't sit still. I've never been great at at sitting still. There's always something moving on me. Usually it's me rocking. Um, there's, I remember uh, watching a playback of me doing commentary for Glam, and someone was like, I think it's awesome that Anton gets to sit in a rocking chair. And I'm like, it's not a rock, I'm just sitting in a normal chair. Uh, but I'm definitely rocking the entire time. I just have rocking skills. So it's usually me just like moving around, um, probably running over a couple things in the match. I wish that I one of my rituals was just watching the show. I wish that I could multitask like that, but my stupid brain my adhd brain just can't let me do anything if i lose focus to something like i'm just gonna be like i don't remember anything we were just talking about 
Um, so yeah, usually it's me just kind of moving, like moving around shadow dancing the, the match that we kind of have planned. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing more than that. Nothing like I'm not listening to like a certain song play or, you know, like pumping myself up or anything like that. Like I'm, I don't know if it's my theater background, but I'm definitely someone that's like, I don't need to get psyched for a match. Just like knowing that I'm walking through the curtain is like that. It's that go button of just like different character, dumber version of me. Here I come. Uh, so that's, yeah, no, no, just, yeah. Just making sure that I'm mentally ready for whatever we have going on. Yeah. Um, I, again, I would never, like you had mentioned the rocking and I had noticed it, but to be fair, I'm fiddling with about eight different things on my desk. You just can't see my hands. So smarter. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I can't sit still for anything either. I'm a fiddler. If I'm standing mm-hmm. still, I am swaying back and forth all oh, the yeah. time. Yeah, like yeah. a, like a pendulum. So like totally get it. Absolutely. Can't sit still either. I have, I have like 15 things at my desk at work, like that I play with all the time. I can't, mm-hmm. I can I have to keep my hands busy. Um, so yeah, good. Good on you. <laughs> so, uh, with wrestling and because you've been wrestling for a number of years, you have to have at least one of these types of stories, either a, like a really good travel story where something really funny or crazy happened or like you almost died. Almost everyone has like a, I almost died story or I guess, and, or like, oh, like an indie wrestling horror story where you like show up to the venue and you go, what the fuck is this? So please tell me your best, your best stories. And if you need to like censor any names, like you can totally do that. I don't want you to, blast anybody unless unless you want to but i would love to hear anything in in the vein of those things okay um the the first travel story that jumps to mind and it's mostly because like i was literally just talking to someone about it um it was it was just like a series of unfortunate events so um brian kendrick the Brian Kendrick um, hit up the the Hood Slammers and was like, "Hey, William Regal is going to be at Santino Brothers. So if you guys want to come down and get looked at, you know, it's kind of it's not officially like a tryout or anything, but you know, Regal's going to be here and he's going to kind of like, you know, more without without saying it's a you know it's a tryout. Like it's kind of like it's a tryout." And like, so a bunch of us were like, yeah. And like, I've never getting to WWE has never been an idea in my head. Like I just never even thought like that there was a possibility and not like, because I'm not good. I was just never thought about it. I was like, I'm an independent wrestler and I'm very happy doing that. No part of my brain was like, I'm going to make it one day. Like I just didn't need to, didn't necessarily want to. And, but I was like, oh, you know what? Let's go. That sounds fun at you know worst comes to worst i met william regal cool um and so a bunch of us cram into uh el chupacabra's minivan and we we head down there and 
<laughs> we we get there and everybody in the van because we were kind of running late so like we weren't taking rest stops and we all needed to shit and we got into this building and there's just one nasty bathroom and it's just like just this constant line of just like oh man someone wrecking the, the bathroom and then the next guy wrecking it worse and it's just like this culmination of all these poops um and and then william regal shows up and the first thing he does is he goes into the bathroom and we're all like oh man that poor guy is gonna think something terrible happened because it did <laughs> and then you know he is like hey i've been traveling for a long time can we all go outside and like we'll we'll talk outside and so everyone was like yeah and i'm like i hate outside outside and me don't get along because the sun is the worst and um so we go outside and we're all dressed to to work we're all in our our training gear and whatnot so you know i got like tank top on probably not wearing shorts because i hate revealing my legs but definitely like i got a lot of skin exposed and uh willie riggs talks to us for like over an hour and so i am just burnt to a crisp and then eventually he's like let's go inside and we're like all right here we go now's when it starts and he gets in the ring and we're all around the ring and he just starts talking um and it kind of dawns on all of us of like this this is a seminar. This is just like William Regal's plan was to just talk to us. This is not a tryout of any kind. None of us need to be in our wrestling, our workout clothes right now. Like he has no plan on looking at any of us do anything. And so he also is like, he's like, you know, the WWE is looking for like that superstar quality, like that, that, you see them and you need to know more about them. You know, you see the big show and you're like gigantic person. Um, had a couple other examples, but was also like, you know, Roman Reigns, you see Roman Reigns walking through the airport, and you know, he's important. Even if you don't know wrestling, you're like, that guy's famous. And I don't see anyone like that here. And we're all like, cool, good, good. Um, you know, I don't take that personally because I do look like every other bald white guy in the world. So like, I would, but just seeing everyone else kind of have to swallow that, it's kind of like, yeah, how do you guys like it? How do you like being a, just like everyone else? You're the, the zebras. We all just blend <laughs> together to William Regal. Um, and so he keeps talking and eventually, you know, it, it ends and we're like, cool. Well, see you later. And we just, you know, we drove all the way to LA for this and now we're driving back home. And like, we're all just kind of like, wow, we, I mean, we didn't have to pay for anything. Like it wasn't like a pay to be here type of thing. So that's, I guess that's the plus, but we're driving, we're driving back home. We're all tired. We, you know, it's a long drive there. It's a long drive back. I'm, you know, sunburnt. I'm sure a lot of other people were too. So we're all just exhausted and we all pass out. And Matt Carlos is driving us home and before he took the wheel, Chupi was like, hey, the uh, the gas meter doesn't work. So just make sure you're paying attention to how far we've gone. And so we all pass out. And at some point, I just kind of wake up out of nowhere. And everyone else is asleep except for Matt Carlos is driving. But he's driving really slow. 
So I'm like, hey, Matt, what's going on? He's like, we ran out of gas a while ago. <laughs> We're just coasting down this hill. I'm like, cool. <laughs> that's that's cool. And so, like, we'll fend- eventually we stop coasting, and then, like, we have to wake everyone up. We're like, hey, we're pushing the van. <laughs> so we push a van to the gas station. We get gas, and we make it We make it home. And it was just one of those, like, yep, you know, if all of those things didn't go, like, I'd have been upset. But because it was just so many stupid things happening in a row that I was like, this was the best trip of my life. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to say that was my my main road story <laughs> it's just one of those things that have happened pissy but because it was just like such a chain of like improbable and comedic events like yeah you yeah just, you just can't <laughs> yeah it's it's now funny like i'm i'm glad all of those stupid things happened or else like you know my life would not be the same <laughs> oh goodness so I know that you mentioned um, your acting. Do you have any hidden talents? Hid- I don't think I have any hidden talents. Uh, I think I am just like, here's everything that I do that's good. Look at it. Um, but like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can, I can sing. And like, I'm a decent singer. I'm a better actor. Uh, I'm a terrible dancer. <laughs> So I was not a triple threat when I did musical theater. It was kind of like, all right, you're good enough to just stand there and sing and everyone will dance around you. And I was like, yes, the part I was born to play. Um, But like, I can draw pretty well sometimes. I I surprise myself when I'm just like, oh, this was a good day. And then I'll get really into drawing and then I'll just stop completely. And then one day I'll be like, I haven't drawn in a while. And I try to draw something and be like, (laughs) I lost it. This, this talent doesn't just stay with me. It, it comes and goes. Um, but I don't know. I During the pandemic, I taught myself how to edit videos and stuff like that. And I tried to get into um, making like some special effects via video editing. Um, uh, when I was in high school, a buddy of mine used to rap. And he was like, hey, do you want to be on a couple albums? And I was like, yeah, I do. So I I wouldn't say it's a hidden talent because I was not very talented at it, but I did that. <laughs> That's a thing that I've done that people still have songs of and play every once in a while. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, cool. Good job, me. Um, but yeah, nothing nothing that I can think of that's like, oh, you'll never believe this thing I can do. <laughs> So you said that you were you did musical theater. What were some like what was your favorite role that you've had? Um, my favorite role that I had is a great question. I'm gonna say um Jerry from um uh, the full Monty. I did the full Monty. Um it's it's a very fun show that might be a little dated at this point. Like it might be something that like if I were to be like, this show's amazing, and you listen to some of the songs, you'd be like, this show's kind of insulting. And I'd be like, yeah, it was it was not, it's not a recent thing. So sorry about it. Um, it's like when I tell people my favorite movie is The Breakfast Club, and then like they watch it and they're like, there's kind of some really offhanded remarks. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, the 80s, the 80s were the 80s, but it's still a good movie, mostly besides the the bigoted statements a couple of times. Um, 
So yeah, I'd say the full Monty, it was just, it's a fun show. I feel like it was written for my voice. Um, it's just like this rock musical. Um, and you know, you get naked at the end. So <laughs> what's not to like? Uh, so backtracking just a little bit. I love the breakfast club. One of my favorite movies. Quotable. Quoted all the time. Yeah. Um, endlessly quotable. <laughs> um, I always like when people notice that I quote it, but most of the time they don't. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> on, on commentary, I oftentimes will quote things or just say random, I don't know, trivia that's in my head that has nothing to do with wrestling. And like every like i've never not had anyone get it but there's usually like one person that's like i get that and i'm like thanks <laughs> thank you random citizen um like yeah uh so i feel that where you're just like oh did you you got the, the reference good i that's just a thing i say now but yeah a lot of breakfast club quotes are things that i just say all the time so yeah i my, feel that my, my big one is what if there's a fire I think endangering children would be unwise at this juncture in your career. For sure. Um, I uh, like if someone ever asks me to to tell a joke, I usually tell the bender joke that has no end. <laughs> They're like, "What? What's the punchline?" I'm like, "I didn't find out. It's, watch the movie. You never hear the end. You won't find out either." Yeah. <laughs> or screws fall out all the time. The world is an imperfect place. A perfect place. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so other than The Breakfast Club, what other movies do you enjoy since you're on the topic of it? Sure. Um, I'd say my two favorite movies are a tie between The Breakfast Club and Tombstone, the, the Western with Val Kilmer and uh, Kurt Russell. Um, I just think that that movie is like almost a masterpiece. And I do think that Kurt Russell has the footage to make it a masterpiece because I've heard that originally that movie was supposed to be more written as like, there is no good guy or bad guy. Like there was supposed to be more in-depth looks at the bad guys in that movie so that you kind of got to choose who you related to more. Cause you know, everyone was kind of awful at that time period. There was just murdering going on and we kind of decided like, yeah, but these murderers are good. <laughs> like what? No, they're all pieces of shit. Just killing people. Um, so like there is footage that Kurt Russell apparently has in his like garage. That's like a much longer in depth, like Godfather esque film. Um, and I would love to see that. Um, and I also, you know, like a lot of comedy stuff. I think a very underrated gem is death to Smoochie. If you've ever seen death to Smoochie, uh, Robin Williams is easily my favorite actor. Uh, I, in, I mainly like him in the, well, not mainly, but I mostly, I prefer him in his serious roles. I think he's a really, really good serious actor because you know that lurking under the surface is Robin Williams just like trying to be like, don't make a joke. Don't talk about cocaine or something like that. So watching him do a serious role, you're just like, oh, he's got so much balled up energy. It's just right under the surface. Um, but yeah, a lot of comedies. Um, I used to be really big into horror. Uh, which is why my name is Anton Voorhees, because I liked a lot of horror movies. And at some point I kind of fell out in watching horror movies, but I still definitely enjoy them. Um, so yeah, if something's entertaining, I'll give it a chance. 
uh, I just don't hear about too much. So I kind of rely on other people to be like, watch this. And I'm like, thank you. I will now. <laughs> if you could go back in time, what would you tell a 10 year old version of yourself? Oh, golly. Don't get married. That's dumb. <laughs> I think, I think that, that would be the cryptic advice that I would give. Just don't do that. Don't do that thing that you're going to think is the right decision. You're wrong. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you. <laughs> if there was an Anton scented candle, what would it smell like? Yeah, why? Uh, can I just say me? It smells like me. Okay. I don't. No, I have no idea. Um, like, if I wanted, it, like, if it's a scent that like I would want to smell, yeah, it would probably have like, I don't know, that kind of generic guy scent of just like, oh, it's aged bourbon and vanilla for some reason. Like, it's tobacco smoke and also this nice thing that's like lurking under the surface like tobacco smoke and lavender like something <laughs> that we're, something that's kind of like oh it's kind of masculine and then like it's questionable other <laughs> undertones i think that would be that my candle kind of masculine with questionable <laughs> undertones yeah yeah i think that sums sums me up pretty well <laughs> So um, you can pretend in this scenario that this animal is attacking you. So what is the biggest animal that you could take in a fight with just your hands, no weapons? Um, God, there's little things that I'm trying to think of and I'm still like, ooh, but no, I don't want it. I'd have to touch it. Um, what could I take out? Uh, let's say like a... A hamster. I'm gonna go with a hamster. That's the biggest thing that you could take. The biggest animal is a hamster. I mean, if they're bigger and I try, like they, they'll bite me. <laughs> like a hamster, I think I could get all of it, so it couldn't get me. Anything <laughs> like a chihuahua can still like get you. I don't want to be. I don't want to get got. I need these. They they do things for me. I, I text with these. You do so, jazz yeah. hands. <laughs> Spirit fingers. Yeah, hamster. <laughs> For sure. Final answer. So how do you take your pancakes? What do you like in them and on them? Um, I definitely like protein pancakes. Um, I think pancakes with like uh, some kind of flavor from the protein, I think is always uh, preferable for me. Um, I like blueberry pancakes, um, not just because it's like a hood slam meme, but because they taste good. Um, I, I like maple syrup, like real maple syrup. Uh, when I started my wrestling career, I was a fake Canadian. So I had to like live that gimmick a little bit. And so, um, yeah, yeah. I'm not huge on like, um, cause when I think pancakes, I think breakfast, and so, like, the idea of, like, a dessert pancake is me being, like, that's too early for all that craziness. Like, if someone's, like, I made chocolate chip pancakes, I'm just, like, already? What time is it? God, it's, like, I, I would rather drink alcohol 
at like 10 a.m. than eat dessert at 10 a.m. I don't know. That's just how my brain works. So like a bourbon pancake, I'm all about it. Like, let's get wasted on pancakes. Um, but yeah, I think I could I think I could go with most things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Most things, as long as it's not like too overpoweringly sweet. Overpoweringly. Is that a word? I made it. It's, it I is think it is. <laughs> oh, it makes sense to me. Okay, good. I mean, I'm all about everything sweet all the time. So that mm-hmm. I, just, I just can't relate to that. That's, but, like, <laughs> but, that, but that's fine. That's, yeah. that's your reality. And you can, you can have not yeah. sweet pancakes if you want. Dumb pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I will. I'm, again, never going to shame anybody for their Thank food you. choices. Yes. I appreciate that about you. So, um, like, I'm just going to take you on, like, a little mental journey here. Awesome. So if you want to just take it with me. Mm-hmm. So imagine, if you will, you're at the store, you're, like, walking down the aisles, and you're hungry, and you decide that today is a special day where you want something sweet. So you're, you go down the cookie aisle, and you're like, cookies sound great right now. Uh, cookies are, are delightful. So you go to the cookie aisle, and you don't want, like, chocolate chip cookies or, like, sugar cookies or, like, those, like, crappy, like, little frosted sugar cookies. You know what I'm talking about? Like, crappy. Uh-huh. Yeah, you don't want any of those. Okay. You decide you want Oreos. Mm-hmm. And so you go to the Oreo section, but you don't want any of, like, the weird flavors. You just want, mm-hmm. like, your normal, like, OG, like, chocolate cookie, white cream center Oreo. But, yep. like, you still, you still have options because you can get, like, thin Oreos. Mm-hmm. Or you can get like regular OG single stuffed regular Oreos. You can mm-hmm. get like double stuffed Oreos, mm-hmm. or you can get like the most stuffed Oreos. Mm-hmm. So which Oreo would you pick? Uh, if I'm if I'm doing this, like let's let's go all out. Like let's see how many stuffs we can get. How many how many STUFTs we can get? Like layer wise, like I'll I'm I'm all in when I when I do decide like that I want to eat something bad. Like if I, if someone's like, Oh, look at this gross thing. Like it's a, it's a fried burger on donuts with like ice cream topping. I'm just like, yeah, you know what? If we're, if we're going to go down that road, let's just make it as heart attack city as we can go. So yeah, let's, let's stuff it up. I'll, I'll take as many stuffs as I can get in my Oreos. If we're, if we're doing it. Fair enough all all the stuff your way yes thank you <laughs> um so this question comes from vic when we used to do them live he would always ask this question since we don't do them live i ask the question who do you think has the best gear of all time the best gear of all time um 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 i'm i'm gonna say jushin thunder liger i think he had a lot of variety while always still just like being very like you know you know who that is like yeah jushin thunder liger um so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go with with him he he always looked impressive Right on. So uh, just finishing up here, what are your upcoming shows and where can people see you? Um, okay. I, uh, my most upcoming show is on Friday. I will be uh, back in Oakland, back at Hood Slam 
we're doing a show called Inferno. We're outside. Um, and hopefully it doesn't rain. <laughs> that would that would put a damper on things. But that is really? the next show that I'm at. Um, the next one that's jumping to mind is uh, Best of the West. Um, I don't remember the date of that. It's in the middle of the month. Uh, so I'm going to throw out a random date. It's like the 17th. November 17th. Um, at November 9th. Is it a Saturday? November 19th is a Saturday. There you go. November 19th uh, at Best of the West is the next time that I'm in action. Um, I'm enjoying what I, what I'm doing there. It's different than what I'm doing anywhere else. Um, I get to do the blood bond 64 there. Me and the stoner brothers are just terrorizing best of the West. Um, I'm doing a fun storyline there with uh, a wrestler named Prince Gabriel, where he is like their mid card champion and he wants to fight me. And I'm like, you're not ready for me, Gabriel. So the champion is like having to like prove himself to, to his challenger, um, which just makes me happy. Um, so yeah, we're kind of terrorizing him down there. So that's going to continue. And that's been really fun because it's not often that I play like the bad guy and I enjoy playing the bad guy. That's how I started my career. Obviously as a fake Canadian, I was the bad guy. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't do it too often. Like even when I'm kind of like the most I ever did, like the, the match with Parm, like I, I wasn't the bad guy. I was still just being stupid Anton, but uh, you know, some people were like, you're mean. And, but most people were like, we like what you're doing to that small child. So um, yeah, but there I'm like, bad guy, bad guy. And that's, that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So where can people find you online? Twitter, Instagram, if you have like a Facebook fan page, um, YouTube, Twitch, Patreon, if you have OnlyFans, TikTok, merch store, plug everything. Sure. Um, I, I am on Facebook, not as much as I used to be. I have a fan page there. I <laughs> It's not been updated in a long time. Um, we have a caution fan page there that also has not been updated in a long time. Um, I'm on Twitter, uh, link to future FTF. I'm on Instagram as that same thing. Um, I am on YouTube. Uh, I'm starting to try to get more active on YouTube. I was doing, um, a, a series on YouTube that wasn't, I mean, it was wrestling related because it was me as my wrestling character with other wrestlers as their wrestling characters, but there wasn't a lot of wrestling. Um, but I, I'm trying to get back into that because that was really fun. And I just stopped doing it because it just had, I just lost the, the drive to do it. And I'm trying to get back into that. So I am on YouTube as Anton Voorhees. And yeah, I don't know. Google search me. You'll find you'll find me on Google search too. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. You have like a Google, what was that? Like a hangout? <laughs> I wish I did. That'd be fun. You can come hang out with my Google. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't have one of those. Uh, no, 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 only, no only fans, no Patreon, no anything where I assume someone wants to pay money just to like, look at my stupid face. Uh, so you can look at my stupid face for free if you want Oh, 
Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. I have had so much fun talking with you. This has been The Stack. I'm Val Pancakes. Make sure to check out Anton everywhere Anton is. Um, and just a big quick thank you to Wrestling Over Everything and Table Bump for sponsoring the Bald Monkeys in The Stack. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And once again, thank you, Anton, for hanging out with me tonight. Anytime. <laughs>